That's the end of season two. A season of rich, diverse characters where we found adventurers who love mountaintops. Sartex and executives paddling side by side at the lakes. And old and young and everyone in between listening to their stories because we love our island. What an adventure this last couple months has been, and it has been so much fun to have the feedback and people that have come on to the show to have their stories told about their experience here on Vancouver Island. Here's our finale and our wrap-up for Season 2 as we head on into a beautiful summer season ahead here on the island. This past February when I was looking at uh, shaping this season and uh, who we would have on the show. And uh, even if the show would run, uh, <laughs> it had been quite a, an uphill battle, I, I, would, I would describe it as, is whether or not I was going to carry on with this project. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Um, and uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. But it does take a lot within our busy schedule and our busy family. And so as I was looking um, towards doing this, I'd had a conversation with my wife, Lindsay, and, you know, I said, you know, should I, should I carry on? Should I keep doing this? Or should this, you know, just be a kind of a one season fun project that, that we put together? And, and she said, no, I really think that, that you should give it a go and, and see if, if something could, you know, come out of, out of all these experiences that these people have had and that you've had and just keep pushing through, see if, see if something can come out of it. So I said, okay, and I had a particularly rough day in the, on this particular day in February, and so I thought, you know, I just need a few minutes, um, maybe maybe an hour, and, uh, and just to spend some time in the wilderness. And so I, I told Lens, I said, you know, I'd love to just go outside and just just think and just see see what this could be, you know, what kind of shape this season could take. So she said, yeah, no problem, go ahead. Uh, and so I, I took off and it just went off into the bush, um, <laughs> my uh, my state of mind wasn't so uh, I wasn't having a whole lot of forethought as far as like how long I was going to go or where I was going to go I really threw all of the things that I tell everybody hey you know you should let everybody know what you're doing and where you're going and how you're doing it I didn't uh, I wasn't going far but I, I definitely didn't have a plan I just was like I just need to be out so I uh, I took a little hike not far from our house and, and we live uh, on a beautiful river with a, a really beautiful greenway that goes alongside um, this, this gorgeous river in, in the Comox Valley. And I thought, you know, I just, I just love to go and see a few of the places that I haven't seen um, in this particular area of the river. I've explored, you know, with my kids up and down. We spend a lot of time in the summertime down there, but uh, there's a couple areas there that I, I just haven't seen yet. So I thought, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Let's just go do that and go sit by the river and collect my thoughts and see where that goes. So anyway, I, I headed uh, down, and uh, earlier that year there had actually been a fire that uh, my brother-in-law had responded to that was down on the side of this river, and so I thought I'd really love to see where this fire was and kind of the damage that it had, and maybe that would be you know kind of a cool place to go check out. So I went, uh, went down there, and, and uh, lo and behold, there was this beautiful uh, Sitka spruce that was coming out of the side of the river, really big, really nice, mature uh, Sitka spruce and black all the way up the side of it probably 25 feet and uh and this this camp of, uh, of an individual who had been uh camping there i guess at the time um their propane fire pit and kind of gone gone haywire and gone on the side of this and thankfully it was in the in the fall so it wasn't uh, crazy dry but but there's definitely a lot of damage in the area and so you know kind of rifling through what was going on there and taking a look at this at this carnage and stuff and but it was just beautiful uh, despite that just past there and uh, the, the river was kind of rushing because it was uh, again february 
is really, really, uh, really beautiful out. And, uh, and so I decided to find a spot to sit down and uh, just collect my thoughts and stuff. And then just, just really wasn't feeling it. It's like, I don't even know if I can sit in the same spot. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just get, get that kind of anxious feeling of like, I just got to keep moving. I just got to keep doing something. And so uh, if you're like me, it's, it's hard to sit still sometimes. So I thought, you know, again, I haven't seen the extra uh, banks that are on this side of the river. And so it might be kind of cool to go and follow that. So I decided to carry on up the side of this river. And uh, again, to paint the picture, the sun's coming through. It's, it's nearly sunset. Um, just absolutely gorgeous. The rushing river in the background, um, it just kind of drowning out everything else around me. And as I was down there, I'm, I'm aware of, of quite a few resident black bears that live in the area. We see them from time to time from our house. And, and so I, I've always wondered, like, you know, where do they, where do they den up? They kind of disappear. Like, we see them up until about you know, beginning of December. And then really nothing until about April. So I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Again, really not thinking life through at this point, not really planning ahead, not doing anything. I'm, I'm extremely reactive in this moment. This is the time when you shouldn't be going and doing some sort of adventure in the wilderness, especially with zero gear. I didn't have bear spray. I didn't have anything with me. I just literally walked out the door. And that's not like me. I usually have uh, you know, a plan and I also have the, the essential gear that I like to stay safe. So anyway, I'm walking alongside and I, and I see this old growth stump and it has this uh, new growth coming out of it. And it's a kind of a hemlock. It's kind of, if you've seen old growth stumps, a lot of the time they'll have these smaller trees that are kind of, they kind of wrap around like they're owning all of the nutrients inside of that stump. It's really remarkable to see. It's something, I don't know, it's hard to describe if you haven't seen it, but they kind of just, it looks like, you know, these claws of these roots that are going down and they're kind of holding it together like a net well anyway this particular one had kind of been you know torn out along the side so i thought oh maybe maybe that's a spot where one of these bears is you know denning up so that might be kind of cool the light's getting a little bit lower and it's getting a little bit darker there's still some sunlight in the sky but it is it is starting to get towards you know the the later end of dusk and uh and so i thought you know i should probably just check this out and then see where that goes well I start walking up towards the stump, and and uh, because I, I spend a lot of time uh, in inside of the, the wilderness, especially in a hunting context, when I when I do that in the fall, I, I do a kind of a sweep of the area, you know. So I wasn't completely losing my wits at this point. I I, I did have some sort of you know semblance of of uh, uh, a good idea in my head, but I started looking around and kind of doing my scan, kind of from right to left, left to right, and and as I panned along um, past this stump and then over to my left, I locked on this brilliant set of eyes, golden, big, massive eyes, and in that moment, everything just kind of seemed to shrink right into this moment. The river's rushing along the side, you know, creating this incredible background noise. There's no wind that I can remember, but all I can remember is the river and these eyes. And as I start to try to like understand what I'm looking at, I, I kind of lock lock on to these eyes because there's nothing else that I can even think of to do other than like stare and try to figure what this is. So about 25 yards off to my left where I've found these, these, uh, these golden orbs <laughs> is this cougar fully crouched down in a pounce mode just locked in position 
And it has nothing in the world that it's interested in more than what I am going to do next. And I'm on the other side feeling the exact same way, staring back at this cat. I have waited my whole life to have an experience where I actually see a cougar other than just running away. And most times, the only other two times that I've had that happen, it's the tail end of a cougar leaving. You know, they're on their way. Either it was in a vehicle or in the bush, but they're taking off. Well, this guy, he knew I was there and I knew he was there. And we just stopped. And so I kind of looked around and I don't remember being afraid. Like it was just this crazy, weird feeling of like, I'm very present in this moment. And what happens next really needs to be perfect in order for whatever is going to go down to go down smoothly and that we can have this interaction in a safe way. So I reached down, um, you know, in the back of my brain and remembering, right, I'm supposed to get tall. I'm supposed to get big. That's that's what I'm supposed to do. Kind of assert that. I am a, I'm a big deal and that you shouldn't deal anything, you know, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't move anywhere forward on me. So I grabbed this branch. It's a piddly little branch. It's worth nothing and uh, has no weight to it really, but it's long and tall. And so I put it on top of my head and, and I start, you know, speaking absolute gibberish to this cat as it has not moved, not blinked, not done anything but stare. And I say, yep, you're there. I'm here. You know, let's move on. Let's keep, let's see, just stay where you are. Yep. Yeah, you know, just babbling, absolutely babbling, doesn't move. And I don't have no idea, you know, how long that we were locked in this trance that it felt like. And and man, it would be amazing to know what this cat was thinking. But we just, we just, there was nothing else in the world other than this gaze between us. And a few seconds later, it did its first twitch and it turned and it disappeared and melted into the background. And I had the biggest sigh. I was like, oh, wow. Like, how cool was that? Like, that was absolutely amazing. Really just, you know, very present in that moment. Really not rational whatsoever. Just absolutely thrilled that this interaction went positively (laughs) instead of negatively. And so it's a bit of an escarpment, a bit of a, a hill that goes down to the river and goes up to the fields close to my home. And I decided to, you know, go up top and get get a little bit of uh, elevation between me and where this cat had gone. And maybe I could see it, you know, leave and slink away through the woods. But I never saw a sight or nothing from it again. And as I was sitting there, you know, just in this moment of like, you know, a lifetime experience that I that I've waited for, you know, in one way or another. And, and I haven't, you know, been searching for it. I've just kind of known that eventually it's going to happen. You know, I'm going to have this moment where I'm going to see a cat and either it's going to be going across a clear cut or, you know, it's, it's going to, you know, just be a really passive, um, really not that exciting other than the fact that you're actually seeing one experience, but to have that kind of interaction with something that is so incredibly powerful and so incredibly wild was uh, something I will absolutely never forget. And as I was sitting there, I just, I heard, I heard a really, really clear voice. Like you love this stuff, Benj. Like you got to keep going. You got to keep doing this. You got to tell stories. You got to experience the wild and you got to find others that want to experience it too. And, and do it safer than what I just did. (laughs) And so, you know, it was this, it was this real turning point for me and, uh, and not to get all deep and mythological, mythological or anything like that, but but it really was. It was a really, uh, really neat moment to to me to want to see. Do 
I want to carry this on and, and continue this project? And it was just a really fantastic reminder that this is something I'm really passionate about and that the outdoors is just it's just nothing like it. There's something absolutely unexplainable sometimes about that experience that you have in places like the wild with its wildlife, with all of the incredible things that come with that uh, area of the world. And so, uh, you know, it spurred me on. And, and so this season is very much thanks to that incredible moment and, uh, and that inspiration of wanting to continue to pursue, um, you know, resources where we can experience the wild in a safe and, and logical way. And, uh, you know, to do that so that maybe the next time I actually think about bringing all the gear with me, you know, maybe I'm actually planning and I'm sure there's other people like me, you know, there's reactive moments in our life that, if the outdoors is somewhere that you escape to, you get comfortable enough that you, you don't necessarily have that that rational thought anymore. Like you get to the point where it's all good and I have so much experience, so why should I even think, you know, to, to plan ahead? But in that moment, it again surprised me and, and it really it really brought everything back into focus about how little I pay attention sometimes to the details, to the small stuff. And so from that, you know, comes a, a real passion to want to be able to tell people's stories and to be able to have those resources for others, because I know I can't be the only one that's out there and and has those moments of just kind of losing, losing the way a little bit and wanting to be able to refocus. So I really hope that you've enjoyed all of the guests that we've had on this season and, uh, and all of the stories that you've heard, all of the lessons, hopefully, that you've learned and the resources, hopefully, that you'll be able to draw upon in your experiences in the wild. Uh, one of my big passions and big drives for wanting to have this podcast a thing is to be able to help reduce, you know, different incidences that can happen. And it really that happens from sharing people's stories and that inspiration a lot of the time is kind of that 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 catalyst for a lot of us that helps us remember, helps us plan ahead. So I'm incredibly thankful to all of the guests that we've had who have shared that, um, you know, the different tips and tricks that they have, but also just the hard stuff and also the joys and the, the moments that really defined for them why they do what they do, whether it was in search and rescue, whether it was in a paddling company, whether it was fly fishing, whether it was creating safety resources. There's so much out there. And so I'm really just incredibly um, humbled and very, very, uh, very, very uh, thankful for each one of the people that have come on. Also very, very thankful for uh, the sponsors that we had for this past season as well. They help every little bit helps with uh, keeping keeping the lights on, as it were. So we're really thankful for Imagine Camping for sponsoring a few episodes for uh, my buddy Ben at Van Al Hunter as well. Big shout out to him too, and uh, and Dave at Ridge Wilderness too. We're just so thankful for for every little bit that helps uh, make this podcast a reality, and for your stories as well. They all really really matter. So we're so thankful for that. If you're looking for opportunities to promote your business, whether it's an apparel company, whether it's an outdoor resource, whether it's tools for the outdoors, uh, maybe it's a service, maybe it's training, we would love to be able to partner with you. And if there's anything that uh, that we can do to make that a reality, you can send us an email, wildislanderpodcast at gmail.com, where we can uh, you know, see what can happen and what kind of things we could put together for season three. We're also looking for guest nominations, and uh, I love it when they come in because really that makes the difference. 
knowing what people and who people want to learn about or learn uh, their stories is incredibly essential. I am one person who has ideas, but man, it's way better when we can have a community of people that can help put something together that helps become a resource for people that are moving here to the island, people that live here, and those that want to adventure and maybe you know check out different uh, signs of the outdoors that they haven't thought of before. Maybe for you, you know, one of these things this last season was that we want to hear from you. You know, leave us a review it so that other people can see that as well. That helps spread the word for creating this. Um, this, you know, awareness for whatever it is that people might be interested in. If it impacted you in any way, please let us know. Please let others know so that they can too learn uh, and benefit in the way that you have. So if you uh, have those people for the coming season, for season three, we're hoping to do some recordings starting in September uh, of this uh, 2022. So if you have people, send us a message yeah, on any of our social media platforms. Follow along as we adventure through the journey of this summer. Me and my kids will have lots of things posted, I'm sure, as we continue to adventure along camping and different outdoor adventures as we go. We're really looking forward to this next season and uh, already have a few guests lined up. So we're very, very excited to see where that goes and for the adventures that will be had. Last of all, thank you to the listeners, the people that spend time, that uh, take me along while you go for a drive to work, who listen to me in your kitchens, or maybe when you're going for a hike on a trail. It is, it's, it's extremely humbling. It really, really is. I, I would have been absolutely happy, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that if it was just me and my dear mother, who's my biggest fan and always will be and always has been, listens to the show i you know i would be i would be more than thrilled but to have others like you have and uh and the thousands of listens that have happened over the last you know <laughs> two seasons has been so humbling and so thank you really appreciate um all of the the people that have taken that time who have shared you know their experience and also shared their reviews with others to be able to show that uh that resource to other people thank you thank you thank you without you there's really no point to this podcast whatsoever we're looking forward to season three on the Wild Islander. Have a great summer, y'all. I hope you have fabulous places. And, and if you feel free to uh, use our hashtag Wild Islander to show your experiences on the island. What's going on here on Vancouver Island is so incredibly important. And your experiences and places that you're going to visit are such a resource to others as you continue to tell your story. So keep going, keep adventuring, do it safely, and have an absolutely fantastic season ahead. We'll see you soon, y'all. Thanks so much for listening.